This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Monday, December 13th. Coming up, the Kansas Attorney General is investigating whether pharmacy middlemen ripped off Kansas taxpayers. Last week, one company agreed to pay Kansas millions of dollars in a settlement. There are other investigations uh, of interest. Beyond that, I don't think I want to talk about their status or their targets. We'll have the latest chapter in the fight to lower prescription drug costs in Kansas. But first, communities across the Midwest are tempting new residents with cash and free land. Harvest Public Media's Elizabeth Rembert reports mixed success and some lessons learned. Drive about 40 minutes south of Interstate 80 in central Nebraska, and you'll come across the town of Curtis, population 800. Its downtown is nestled into the valleys of the Santos. So they do have a movie theater. They show new run movies. There's the library, law office, another bank right there. There's a restaurant called Anvil. Andrew Lee keeps the town running as its administrator. He says most people don't make the drive to find those features. You know, they're never going to look at you on a map. They're never going to see you. Not on a major highway, not on the major interstate. Um, how do you put a spotlight on yourself? For Curtis, a modern mini homestead act. You can get free land if you build a house and cash in your pocket if you enroll your children in the local public schools. Those kinds of incentives are becoming increasingly common across parts of the Midwest, trying to reverse generations of exodus from rural areas. They gained even more momentum when the pandemic forced the workplace to become more remote. You know, you can be a personal assistant for somebody in California or New York. They're going to pay you what they think is a steal of a wage, maybe at 30, 35 bucks an hour. And then out here, you're living like a king. Topeka will give you up to $15,000 for moving to the capital of Kansas. Buy a home in Newton, Iowa, and the city will cut you a $10,000 check. Tulsa, Oklahoma and Quincy, Illinois also offer awards aimed at bringing in new residents. The big, basic question, do they work? Could this be a good model of recruitment as two-thirds of rural communities face falling populations? So far, the program seems successful at grabbing the attention of potential residents. But the jury's still out on whether a one-time award is powerful enough to bring small towns and cities back from the brink. In Curtis, where the incentives have been in place for years. All of these houses up here are all developed on free lots that the city gave away. Adding new homes can be a game changer for rural communities dealing with chronic housing problems. After all, almost a third of the nation's houses without hot water are in small towns. If you don't build new housing, basically you're going to dry up and die eventually. That's Bruce Showalter, the housing director in Newton, Iowa. Newton's program has helped build more than 100 houses in the city of almost 16,000 people. A similar initiative wasn't as successful for North Platte, a city of about 24,000 in central Nebraska. North Platte's Chamber of Commerce was willing to add cash to an employer's new hire package. But Gary Pearson, the head of the city's chamber, says somewhere wires were crossed about the program. Most of the inquiries we got is thought, well, we'll cut you a check for 10 grand and you move here. We'd explain to him that, no, that's not it. He had to explain that you needed a new hire letter from one of the city's participating employers to qualify for the check. And we'd probably lose 90% of them right off the bat. You know, just like, oh, I thought you were just giving money for moving there. And I go, I, I don't know anybody in their right mind would do that. North Platte recruited 23 people. The city had enough money set aside to pay bonuses to 50 more. The city shut down the program, and now it's using that money on projects intended to make North Platte a more attractive place to live. 
Economist Tim Bartik says now that's a good strategy. You stick in your little jogging trails. I guess you get a few yoga studios to open up. You know, you, you, you find a few weirdo indie musicians or whatever. Bartik says the surefire way to draw more people is to make it a better place to live. But Topeka's VP of Marketing, Bob Ross, says his city's program is more than just free cash. The premise gets people's attention. It's just overcoming that mental block of what Kansas represents to you, or even appreciating the fact that Topeka even exists. So maybe for rural places and small towns, the real estate mantra, location, 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 isn't so much the key as amenities, amenities, amenities. But these communities are hoping their buzzy incentives will help people even find those amenities in the first place. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Elizabeth Rembert. Harvest Public Media, based here at KCUR, is a collaboration of public broadcasters in the Plains and Midwest covering agriculture and rural issues. Coming up, the impact that some controversial companies have on high drug prices in Kansas. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This is Kansas City Today. At UMB Private Wealth Management, a part of UMB Bank, your story is our focus. UMB works closely with you to tailor a plan that meets your goals through every stage of life and changing economic climates. UMB's customized financial planning services and resources help you accumulate, preserve, and protect wealth, giving you peace of mind about your future. UMB, everything we do starts with you, from our high-touch service to our robust suite of wealth management products. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Why do Americans pay such high prices for medications? Experts say middlemen are one reason. Now, one of those companies will pay Kansas nearly $30 million for allegedly overcharging Medicaid. Celia Yopis-Jepson of the Kansas News Service reports. Critics of pharmacy middlemen have been crying foul for years, saying some of the companies hired to keep prescription drug costs in check actually inflate drug spending. And over the decades, these complaints led to federal and state investigations, to lawsuits, to settlements. So think of what's going on right now, the millions that Kansas got Centene Corporation to pay, as just the latest chapter in that saga triggered by events in Ohio. Well, tonight, the Ohio Attorney General is accusing a major corporation of stealing millions of dollars meant for Ohioans who are poor or disabled. Back in 2018, Ohio's state auditor concluded that pharmacy middlemen took the state's Medicaid program for a ride to the tune of $225 million in what was effectively overcharges. You may remember this because at the Kansas News Service, we've spent the past few months bringing you stories about the nation's drug supply chain, explaining who pharmacy middlemen are and why there's concern about their role in drug costs. Because the middlemen in the drug supply chain are kind of obscure. I mean, they aren't the wholesalers or the manufacturers. They're more like an extension of the insurance side of things, with this super wonkish name, pharmacy benefit managers. But they're some of the richest companies in the nation. They help pick which drugs insurance plans cover, and they handle all the paperwork. They matter, and they can use their market power to negotiate huge discounts for health plans, which experts say is a good thing, except when things go wrong. At Centene, we believe everyone deserves access to affordable, high-quality health care. They are a big player. 
We're the national leader with nearly four decades of experience in... 30 state Medicaid programs use Centene, just one of the companies accused of overcharging Ohio. After the Ohio revelations, man did other states take note. And that caused us to take a hard look in Kansas. That's Attorney General Derek Schmidt. Centene will pay Kansas $27.6 million without admitting wrongdoing. Well, Centene agreed to change its practices going forward. So regardless of whether there's an explicit admission, they're paying millions of dollars for their past behavior and agreeing that their future behavior will change. The settlement keeps the matter out of court, which appears to be the approach Centene is taking nationwide. Ohio got $88 million, Mississippi $55 million, Illinois $56 million, and other states could get money too. After all, Centene told investors in June that it has earmarked more than $1 billion for all these settlements. So what exactly was Centene doing? Well, in Kansas, Schmidt says it was charging Medicaid one price for drugs while actually getting secret discounts from manufacturers. Then Centene would keep Kansas in the dark about the true price and pocket the savings. So essentially, uh, the misconduct was in the nature of uh, finding ways to lower the cost of acquiring drugs, but not passing the savings on to the state Centene gave the Kansas News Service a statement saying it respects states and is addressing their concerns. So, does the matter end there? Several companies were involved in the Ohio situation, not just Centene. And some of them also work for Kansas Medicaid, CVS, and OptumRx. Schmidt won't go into the details, but says he's still investigating pharmacy middlemen in Kansas. We contacted CVS and OptumRx. They declined to comment. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Celia Yopis Jepson. The Kansas News Service reports on health, the many factors that influence it, and their connection to public policy. You can read more at ksnewsservice.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and Trevor Grandin and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. You can read Celia's story about pharmacy middlemen and Elizabeth's story about relocation incentives at kcur.org, where you can also listen to a live stream of Kansas City's NPR station. Tomorrow, we'll hear what a major railroad merger could mean for a longtime Kansas City company. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.